Have you ever wondered, what is truth? There are so many people that claim so many different things about what we should believe. How do we know what's true? How do we decipher the different voices in the world? It can be difficult to understand what we should believe. In secular circles, we hear that you can do whatever makes you happy. In politics, we hear two sides completely believing their different ideologies. How are we, as young adults, supposed to know what truth is and where to find it? I'm Josh Cave, and I've asked these exact same questions. In fact, I've spent my entire life asking questions about Christianity in the world. Those questions have led me to a lot of study and even earning a bachelor's degree in Bible and theology. Today, we are looking at the idea of objective truth. Is it real, and is it out there? I will be discussing this concept with my wife, Molly Cave, and we will discuss about this controversial idea and hope that we can help you believe stronger. Before we get into that, let's cue the music. Welcome to the after youth podcast where we answer the most challenging questions asked by every christian young adult let's dive in there are a lot of truth claims in the world today and that's been the case from the earliest days of society lately though it seems to be more and more personal in 2021 singer and actress demi lovato released a documentary she was asked what she wanted people to most take away from her documentary. In response, she said that she wanted people to know that the most important thing is to live their truth. And that's what she's done in her life, is she's lived her own truth. Especially in her situation, it's to find whatever makes you the happiest and live that as if it were truth. Because if it's truth to you, it's the truth. A couple of weeks ago, I was going through a course in one of the great courses. It was on critical thinking. I believe the professor was out of Yale. As I was listening to what he was sharing about, he stated that in critical thinking, you're not trying to find the truth. In fact, it's impossible to find truths. The goal is to get as close as possible to the truth. Meaning, there really is no truth. We can only get close. But if we can't get to truth, then anybody can really believe whatever they want. These are just a couple of examples of a much greater societal issue in the United States. What we find is that truth changes from person to person. It is subjective truth that the world and society believes in very strongly that I can believe what I want to believe and you can believe what you want to believe and they're both equally true as long as we believe them. And that's something that's really difficult for us as young adults to decipher because we've grown up in that environment where that's how people view things. But all of that is subjective truth. If truth can change person to person, it is subjective truth. And so if that's subjective truth, what is objective truth? What's the difference there? 
let me explain real quickly through an example. Let's say you and I, we go and get coffee. We walk into a Starbucks. We open the door, the bell rings, and you can smell the coffee brewing behind the counter. We walk up together. You step in front of me and you order your favorite drink, whatever that is, picture it in your mind. I go up and I, and I order mine. I probably order uh, probably a caramel frappuccino. I'm not big into coffee. So that would be my go-to, uh, something with plenty of sugar in it. So we, we order our drinks. We pick out a table. They say our names. We go up and grab our drinks. We go back to the table and we begin just having a conversation. You and I just enjoying our time together. As we're talking, I decide to ask you a weird question. I ask you if you believe that the table between us is really there. So you look at me in response, puzzled. Of course the table's there. It doesn't make any sense that the table would not be real. It wouldn't really be there. But after you respond to that question and I say, okay, okay, you're shocked as I get up from my chair and I begin to go ask each person in the restaurant if the table that is between you and I is really there. I go from one person to the next and they say, yes, that table's there. Yes, that table's there. And I come back and I sit down and you ask, what was all that for? I said, I was just curious. We go on with our conversation. Hopefully you don't think I'm a complete lunatic by this point in our conversation. But we keep talking, we keep talking. And then I ask you, what is the best drink that Starbucks makes? And you tell me the very best drink that you can think of. The drink that you like the most. Maybe maybe you think the very best drink that they make is the pumpkin spice latte. Millions of people all over the world order every single day. You think that's the best drink that they make, and it's what you have in your hands. And you roll your eyes as I get up out of my seat again, and I go, and I walk and ask every single person in the restaurant, every time you cringe as I ask them the question, you know they have to be getting tired of, ask, of hearing me ask questions. But I go and I ask them, what is the best drink that Starbucks makes? I get all kinds of answers. Some people say the pink drink. Some people say my favorite, the caramel frappuccino. Some people say an iced macchiato. I go through and hear answer after answer. No two people in the restaurant have the same answer. I come back to our table. You ask, what was all that for? I said, I was just curious. What's wrong with that story? The question makes sense. Both of them make sense. I ask, is that table real? And every single person in the entire restaurant tells me the exact same answer. Of course the table is real. It would make no sense if it wasn't real. Of course it's there. And then I go and I ask everybody, what's the best drink? I ask a question that is not necessarily subjective. Like, it's not necessarily an opinion-based question. Because everybody could pull up the answer on their phone. What is the most commonly ordered Starbucks drink? What's the most popular Starbucks drink? But everybody gave an opinion because the best drink is what was the best for them. Because everybody has different taste buds. Everybody has different answers. And really the difference that you see between these two questions is objective truth and subjective truth. 
because I went and asked every person in that room, is that table there? And they said, yes, that is 100% true. That table is there. And the reason we know that is because we can see it, we can feel it, we can put our hands on it, we can grab it and move it. That table is there. It is reality. That table is there. It's objective. Every single person in that room said the same thing. That table is there. It's not my truth or your truth or somebody else's truth. We all know that table is there. The subjective idea is what is the best drink that Starbucks makes? Because it could absolutely be true to you that the pumpkin spice latte is the very best drink that Starbucks makes, but it's an opinion. It's not truth. And you could sit there and you could go to the grave with the idea that it's the very best drink that Starbucks makes, but it's not true for everybody. It's not reality. It's just an opinion. It's just an idea. And that's why we get so many different answers from so many other people is because it's an opinion. It's not talking about reality. It's not talking about truth. You're not making a truth claim whenever you say the iced macchiato is my favorite drink. You're just saying an opinion. You're just saying what you enjoy most, and that's fine. The problem is that our world, in a lot of ways, has taken things that are opinion and are just ideas and made those opinions and ideas truth, when in reality, truth and reality are the same. So let's take a second real quick here and define truth, because I don't want the real definition to get lost here. I don't want it to be just my words against somebody else's or against the media or the rest of the world or something you heard in some book. In the Webster Dictionary, there are three definitions of truth. The first is the body of real things, events, and facts. The second, a judgment, proposition, or idea that is true or accepted as true. An example is the truth of thermodynamics. Third is the body of true statements and propositions. So, The last two definitions here are really focused more on science and logic. You have a judgment proposition or idea that is true or accepted as true. So you have the truth of thermodynamics where you have scientists and other people who have collaborated and said that this is true because we've tested it, because we've we've studied it really in depth. The third definition is based on logic. It's the body of true statements and propositions. So you have things that have be that are logically true. They are logical conclusions because of statements and things like that. And the first definition is the one that I think is really important for us. It's the body of real things, events, and facts. That means that my table is real and that's true because it's a real thing. The Revolutionary War happened because it was an event and we can look back in history. We have history books that prove to us that it's real. And all of those things are important, and truth comes because we can prove it. We can find it. We can search it out. We can know that something is true because we can put our hands on it. We can read about it. We can find, we can find evidence that it's real, and that makes it objective. That makes it 
impossible to sway by opinion. Just to kind of make sure I understand. So say, you know, you're in a courtroom and a murderer is on trial. That murderer all day long is going to say their truth is I'm innocent. But what that courtroom is searching for is what you're calling objective truth, correct? They're wanting to know the real facts, what actually happened in that investigation, correct? Yeah, because, you know, as we all know, that guy can be can be lying, you know. He has, like, he has reason to be lying, and so... He claimed it as his truth, so why wouldn't that be considered the truth? Yeah, and uh, you're exactly right in your first statement that our job as the rest of society is to go and find the facts, go and find the evidence to support one way or the other, because we can make a million claims. Look at science. They have the scientific method because I could yell out, the sky is really purple and everybody else is looking at it wrong. But then every other scientist comes along and they study and they test and they say, no, this is what the evidence shows. And this is the truth because of what we can see in evidence. And it's the same way in, in both situations where just because somebody says something or one person believes something doesn't make it fact. What makes something fact and reality is the evidence surrounding it, being able to prove that it's real. And that's why it's so difficult to get things in science passed is because you have to prove it. You have to show that it is reality. It is objective reality, what you're saying. So, yeah, I think I think that's a great example. And I want to give one more kind of example here of this idea, because I want you to understand what a truth claim is. Whenever I say that something is true, what does that mean for you? What does that mean for the rest of the world? And so let's take the idea of the earth being round. I think 98% of the entire world believes that the earth is round. There are a few people here and there that don't believe it or believe something else. But most people believe that the earth is round. Why? Because we've seen the curve of the earth. We've seen it from the moon looking back. We've seen pictures from satellites. We've seen all these different things that show us that the earth is round. And more than that, we've seen all these other planets that we know are round. And so based on all the evidence surrounding that, science has said the earth is round. But there are still a few people that say that the earth is flat. They make the claim the earth is flat. No matter what science says, they're lying. The proof isn't really there. The earth is flat. And so what, what are they really saying? Science is saying the earth is round, and these people are saying the earth is flat. What they are saying is that the truth claim that the scientists have made, that the earth is round, is false. I believe this. And then all of us are left with the same kind of decision, because if I were to tell you something else, let's go back to the example of the sky being purple. If I told you the sky is purple and everybody else is wrong, you would look at me like I was a crazy person. You would say, no, that's wrong. The sky is blue. Everybody knows that. The entire world knows that. And that's the thing with the truth claim. No matter what the truth claim is, if I go and I declare something, you have a choice to make. You either have to believe it with me or you have to de deny it. 
there is no middle ground in truth claims where you can be like, oh, maybe he's right, maybe he's wrong. It's either, yes, I believe you, and I'm going to accept that, or no, you're wrong, that idea is wrong, and here's why. And I think that's very important because objective truth deals with that. Objective truth, it means something that changes our perspective. And I want to explain that in the idea of Christianity, because that's what all of this boils down to. So what do Christians believe about truth? Is there objective truth in the Bible? And in fact, Jesus made truth claims. In John fourteen five and 6, Thomas said to Jesus, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus made the claim right here that he is the only way to God. In the preceding verses, they were talking about heaven. Jesus is saying in that verse that he is the only way to heaven. That would imply that other religions and self-helps to get you to heaven are not true. If Jesus says that I'm the only way to God, he's either correct or he's incorrect. Us and the rest of the world are faced with this truth claim. We have to respond to it. Jesus says, I am the only way to heaven. And we have to say, yes, Jesus, you are. And I'm going to give my life to you and accept you and deal with whatever reality comes with that. Or I'm going to say, no, that's not true. And I'm going to do what I want to do. And that's what's so important about truth claims. Either we accept that Jesus was right and we believe him, or we reject him and say that he was incorrect. Uh, Valley Bible Church explains this concept really well. They said the Bible presents objective truth claims. If true, they are true for everyone, always. Knowing this, our Christian convictions are not our truth, because they can be explained rationally since the event of the gospel are historical, they can be examined like any other historical claim. They're saying the Bible is full of truth. It's all throughout it. They're saying the, that the scriptures are full of truth claims. They're saying that this is true, this is true, this is true. And they are objective because we can verify that these events took place. We can look back throughout history. We have archaeological evidence. We have evidence because of the scriptures that have been passed down all this time. We know that Jesus came to earth, died, and rose again based on historical evidence. And so we can know that the truth claims of the Bible are actually backed up by these different historical and archaeological evidence. So just like science, where we know the earth is round because of proof through climbing high and trips to the moon and so on, we know that the Bible is true and accurate because we have proof throughout history. So we can be confident that the Bible is true and the truth claims are objective. So to finally step away from the science and deep thinking on this subject, it's important to me to say all this and to talk about the scripture in this way, because if we can be confident in this, if we can be confident in the idea that what Jesus said was true, then it really changes everything. We can talk about how the Bible is true, God is real, and we have a basic understanding of all that, but when you can fully grasp that there is only one objective reality, 
There's only one objective truth in the world. If Christianity is true, then other religions cannot be true. They contradict each other. But then it changes everything. If Jesus said that there is a real heaven and a real hell, then it changes everything. How do we live our lives differently knowing that it has to be true? It is evidentially true. But if the words of Jesus are really true, as true as me saying that the world is round, then it should change the way we live. It should impact our lives in some way. Because even whenever Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you, we can know that he's doing it right now. He's doing it right now for us in heaven. So I hope that throughout this week, when you read the Bible, that you'll look for those little nuggets of truth claims, those little things that, that point to something more. And I hope that they just mean a little bit more for your life. Real quick, I want to recap what we talked about today. Society spends a lot of time talking about truth. They talk about the idea of following and trusting in your own truth, that it's personal. However, as we looked at today, the concept of truth indicates that it is objective. If something is true, it's true for everybody, not just me, not just you. And truth claims are really important because if someone tells you that something is true, you have to make a decision. You have to decide if whether you believe them and you're going to accept that as reality or you're going to deny that. And it's the same thing in Scripture. When Jesus says he's the way, truth, and the life, we have to decide if we're going to believe that truth or we're going to deny it. And when we accept that, it changes everything. We can stand by the Bible with confidence, knowing that what it says is true. So today, I want to thank you for joining in with us and jumping into this conversation. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. To keep up with everything we have going on and get updates, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The After Youth Podcast or on Instagram and Twitter at After Youth Pod. If you enjoy the content we put out, consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This helps us reach more people with what we're trying to do, and we really appreciate it. Thank you for listening every week, and we will see you again next Friday. Thank you.